All right, at 6.22, what's news? Well, the national state of disaster has been extended by another month. This is what we heard from the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. And there's massive debate around why is it necessary? Masks must fall. Rules must fall. Let's go back to normal. We can do this. We can live with COVID. In the midst of all of this, we have to keep things moving. And the tourism space is certainly one of them. So let's uh, get a sense of how uh, they've been navigating during these COVID times, especially as the the regulations, in all honesty, started becoming more relaxed. We're joined on the line by uh, Chifiwa Chibengwa, who's the CEO of the Tourism Business Council of South Africa. Good morning, and thank you for your time. Good morning, uh, morning, your team, uh, and thank you for having me. You know, I was on a cruise uh, f- over the weekend, um, and um, it's interesting how COVID protocols add an extra hour on your mm-hmm. travel experience because you've got to get tested for this, antigen that, uh, proof of PCR that. You know, so th- th- there's no doubt a, a real sort of change that you feel when you travel um, as anybody who wants to experience the country or our shorelines. But uh, just from your perspective as an industry, uh, have we seen an improvement in, A, travel, even domestically, and people coming from outside our country? And um, is it is it necessary to completely do away with regulations considering that, hey, COVID is still somewhat of a reality? Well, you know, you're quite right. There's too many things that one has to go through uh, before they could travel. Uh, and domestically, we have seen a surge in travel uh, during the holidays. And we thank you know South Africans for really traveling their own country, supporting our sector. Mm. Uh, however, from the international front, uh, you know, as, as far as regulations are concerned, there are parts of regulation that we should we should be able to change, especially when it comes to testing. If you're fully vaccinated and you get going on a cruise, you don't show any symptoms, you come in back, there's no reason why you should be tested. Because even here at home, we don't test you if you don't have symptoms. Why are we testing people that don't have any symptoms? Uh, you know, that are simply just traveling and they're fully vaccinated. You know, we shouldn't be doing that. And that's what we've been saying. Fully vaccinated international travelers coming into our shores, don't show any symptoms, no need for them to produce a negative PCR test, which, by the way, is very costly, you know, in many countries. About, you know, some of the countries goes to about 2,000 rand and more for one person. If it's a family of four, you're mm. already losing 8,000 rand on PCR tests. That money could have been spent here in the country. Mm. So that's what we've been saying, that let's do away with certain regulations and make it easier for travel, you know, to sort of rebound internationally. And also domestically, if you're South African and you're fully vaccinated, you leave the country, when you come back, we want you to produce a PCR test, even when you don't show any symptoms. So it makes no sense whatsoever that we continue with this regime uh, when there's nothing that we're benefiting from. So you know, in terms of the, the Disaster Management Act, it's true. There's nothing that's disastrous at the moment You know, that warrants us to keep the Disaster Management Act. We might as well keep it for other things that are disastrous, but not COVID. And again, if we put protocols in place, which we have done as an industry, many other sectors have done so, we should be able to continue with our lives. Same as going back to stadium. There's no reason why we why mm. we shouldn't be going back to stadium. Mm. Absolutely no reason. No one has, even the scientists themselves, they've never came and said, these are the reasons why you should not do this. So we need to go back, and we need to go back to some level of normal with limited rules. Mm. Just from a business point of view, with all the businesses involved at, many, at various levels of the tourism space, has there been a sense of recovery? Or do you think that, you know, for instance, those who have shut and closed doors, you know, are, are never coming back? And, and those who kept them open despite it all, 
have they shown any signs of recovery just in the last, say, maybe year or so? Yeah, there are businesses that have shown some signs of recovery. There are businesses that are reporting uh, good margins at the moment, uh, not profitable, but at least the wheels of the village are moving. Mm. Uh, but we need to keep in mind that uh, this is on the back of many people not being at work. So a business can go and show that they have uh, improved results financially. But how many people have they lost? They could have lost thousands of people. So we need to keep in mind that we need to grow the industry, not necessarily, you know, as, you know, keep the status quo. And what we're looking at is to say, how do we create more jobs? How do we get young people into tourism, mm, mm. both in the urban area at work? So we have seen, from a financial point of view, some level of recovery here and there. But there are businesses that are never going to come back. Mm. There are entrepreneurs that are never going to come back, or it's going to be tougher for them to come back. Mm. And that's where our worry is. You know, how do we build resilience? Uh, you know, resilience. You know, within the small business nature mm. that they can hang on in tough times. And surely we have not done that, you know, effectively when we see many small businesses being the first one to be impacted. Also, informal businesses. Uh, we always forget, uh, you know, most of the time that there are many informal businesses that are internal. Mm. People that are meeting, mm. making artifacts, making all these things that we buy with the travel, yeah. the ice cream that we buy it by the beach. Mm. That's a tourism business, informal. Are they resilient? No. And we need to make sure that you know, they can also bounce back. Uh, Chifiwa Melanie here. I think building off of what you just said around, you know, um, the challenges the industry is facing in terms of international travel and, you know, the, what we saw happen down in the Western Cape over December around, you know, South African South Africans traveling within the country and really kind of bolstering the tourism industry and sector. As the Business Council, is there a concerted effort from your side to get the South African tourism space more accessible to more South Africans. You know, I think all of us would love to travel all the time, um, you know, and it's just about making it more affordable and accessible to us. No, absolutely. I think affordability is, is, is one big thing that yeah. we have been debating and saying that we've seen what the domestic uh, travelers can do. We've seen uh, South Africans sustaining our industry. How do we make sure that it's a problem? Mm. Because it means that travel is going to be more expensive, mm. either by the road or by the by the air, it's going to be more expensive. Mm. Uh, and also, you know, when you have that, it means that, uh, you know, again, prices are going to go up uh, and things are going to be a little bit more difficult. So we need to, to, to really, you know, sharpen our pencil to make sure that, uh, you know, we can accommodate with the confines of the external environment that we deal with. That's always going to be a, a, an issue. But I do agree that, uh, you know, in consensus amongst ourselves that, we really have to take care of the domestic market. We really have to really look into the way we do things and we'll make sure that we're accessible. All right, we'll leave it there for now, but we do appreciate your time. Chifiwa Chibengwa, who's the Tourism, Tourism Business Council of South Africa CEO, just giving us a picture of uh, the national state of disaster, COVID rules and protocols in this time and how they're affecting the tourism business. And of course, it's obviously layered and it works in waves. And when there's harder lockdowns, then we don't travel. I know people who absolutely will not travel for as long as the pandemic is around. Mm. They will not go anywhere. They're not flying anywhere. They're not driving anywhere. They're not cruising or sailing anywhere. Yeah. And I just wonder whether you've been traveling uh, during uh, this pandemic. And even at this stage of the pandemic, when it seems as if it's sort of um, on a low. You know, have you been traveling? Where did you travel to? What do you make of all the, <laughs> the protocols that are involved? Do you find that it's a little bit more cumbersome to travel? Do you think... It's become a little bit more costlier. And um, are you comfortable? Maybe you're one of those people who says, for as long as this pandemic 
You will not, not see me. You will not see me anywhere. I just wonder. Send us your voice notes. 071-585-6157. We'd love to get your honest, honest feeling around this one as well. It's half past six. Let's get some headlines in and the latest in sports.